It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on Thursday, January the 19th. And the weather map suddenly seems to be very active. So let's start right with our On the Weather Map segment. Brad, what does it look like? Dan, we've got uh, three storm chances coming up in the next seven days. We're going to see uh, a storm today into the day tomorrow. Then we're going to see a storm coming in on Sunday night. And then we're going to see a storm coming late Wednesday and Wednesday night. So three storms coming up in the next seven days. Uh, Today's storm, Dan, is originating out near the Great Lakes. That's where it is right now. And by tomorrow morning, Friday morning, uh, which would be January 20th, it looks like that storm will be near Syracuse, New York, with a secondary storm off of Cape Cod. So if you sort of drew a line from Syracuse, New York, to uh, Cape Cod, extreme northern Connecticut up near the Massachusetts border would have the best chance of, of of being cold and getting some snow out of this thing. But I think for the most of the rest of the state, uh, there'll be little, if any, accumulation. We'll get to the uh, accumulations in just a moment, Dan. But by Friday evening, the uh, primary low is near Saratoga Springs. Uh, snow flurries I think we'll be continuing, uh, especially in northern Connecticut. For Saturday, it looks like high pressure will be over Quebec province. Uh, it looks like a partly cloudy day. Uh, cool, but not not terribly cold. On Sunday, high pressure will be off of Cape Cod with a low-pressure system coming out of the Gulf of Mexico. Now, by Monday, that storm in the Gulf of Mexico will be sort of abreast of Boston. So you can see that storm is taking a track right at us and maybe just a smidge to the east. The exact track is going to determine the precipitation type on Sunday night. So if you're well west of the track, you're going to get quite a bit of snow. If uh, you're sort of intermediate there, you'll get a mix of snow and ice pellets and rain. And if you're too close to the storm track, it looks like it would be in the form of rain. So again, the Sunday night thing, best chance of any accumulating snow would be up in the northwest hills of Connecticut. Uh, Coming up on Monday, the storm departing the Boston area, and then for Tuesday, high pressure building over West Virginia. But by Wednesday, there'll be a low in western North Carolina. Now that low is going to track up the coast and by Thursday morning be off Maine. So Dan, I'm not uh, trying to mince words here or parse words or whatever, but but the fact of the matter is we have three storm threats in seven days and they're all sort of coming like right at us. And As I said, if they track a little bit further to the east, maybe 50 miles or so, that's all we're going to need, we have a chance of getting snow. But if they stay too close to us or come right over us, we're going to end up with uh, primarily rain. So uh, it's it's a little bit tricky. Uh, I'm not uh, throwing in the towel on any of these three storms. One of them could turn out to be a big snowstorm, but... Also, uh, all three of them may not turn out to be much of anything if they come right at us. So it's all about the track. 
And what's at play here when we talk about how, how difficult it is to determine a storm track? Well, uh, what's at play, Dan, is, is um, like when you think of the the atmosphere nothing ever stays the same everything's always constantly changing that's why we had to take um six semesters of calculus when we were studying meteorology because they they say dt dt everything changes with time with time and then the other thing is most people most normal people think in terms of north south east and west but as a meteorologist, you have to think in terms of north, south, east, west, up and down. So we're talking about thinking three-dimensionally and also with everything changing in time. So nothing is ever the same. Um, like if you took a shoebox of air in your house right now, it would have certain properties. It would have a temperature. It would have a dew point, uh, humidity, a barometric pressure. But if you if, if, if like 30 seconds later you you went to that same area of your house and took another shoebox of air, there would be subtle differences. There might be a, a, a tenth or two tenths of a degree difference in temperature. There might be a difference in humidity. So everything is constantly changing on the globe. Um, storms are being born. Storms are dying. They're strengthening. They're weakening. They're speeding up. They're slowing down. So you try to put all these things together. And, and uh, the models now, I'd be very, very honest, when I started – there were really no computer models, but you, you would have to do everything via extrapolation. But now the models, they can probably figure it out better than any human can. But it's, again, it's, it's, it's the type of thing where uh, we, we used this analogy last week. A carpenter has X amount of tools in his or her toolkit, and a meteorologist has X amount of tools in his or her toolkit. But there are some carpenters that are better than other carpenters, and there are some meteorologists who use their tools better and are better than other meteorologists. So that's how, uh, that's how it all works out. And, and really, Dan, if, if, you, if you took a protractor, and you, you say, say you took a storm in New Orleans and you predicted that storm to be off the coast of Boston, which, we're, which is what we're doing for the Sunday night storm. So we're taking it from New Orleans to Boston. Now, if you look on a protractor or, or even, a, say, a compass, you might be at a oh, 40 degree heading, uh, which would be something like north northeast. Now, what if that heading is 50 degrees? Well, over that 1,500 to 2,000 miles between New Orleans and Boston, that little 5 or 10% change in course is, is significant because it can mean 50 miles or it can mean 100 miles or whatever. So it, it, it's trying to predict these little nuances and little subtleties. We've got the general pattern going here, and it's, it's trying to predict the nuance. So again, there's the Sunday night threat. Excuse me. There's today into tomorrow's threat. Then there's the Sunday night threat, which is threat number two. And then there's the Wednesday night threat, threat number three. Will we have to do a storm-specific podcast for Sunday night or Wednesday? The answer to that, Dan, is possibly, very possibly. Things could change, and they could change for the better, if you like snow, or they could just 
stay the way they've been all winter long. Uh, every time a storm comes along, it warms up and rains. So, uh, but at least at least now we're getting into the uh, the firing zone, and at least we're getting into a situation where it is close. It is close. It's not going to be like. 52 and raining it's going to be more like 34 and raining or it's going to be 31 and snowing very heavily so we're we're sort of in the shooting gallery now and 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 we're close um i have no doubt about it that uh next week we are going to see heavy heavy snow totals through the ski areas of new england the ski areas are going to make out like bandits on this one um all, all three of these storms they're close here and i'm talking the hartford new haven area of southern new england but in northern new england they're not close at all these are clearly going to be snowstorms so uh, that's what i see in the next seven we'll return to the bradfield weather podcast in just a moment i want to talk about the underwriter for the bradfield weather podcast mccallan construction a full-service construction company centrally located in Prospect, Connecticut, but servicing the entire state for more than a quarter of a century. McCallum Construction is woman-owned, a small minority business, servicing the entire state on a 24-7 basis, 365 days a year. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, and installation. Licensed with the state of Connecticut and insured. Licensed, I might add, as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping, limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer. Utility, carpentry, excavation, and snow removal. And you just heard, Brad, we could finally get some snow this winter. Snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. Give McAllen Construction a call today, 203-758-3474, 203-758-3474, or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. And again, Brad and I are so honored that McAllen Construction underwrites the Brad Field Weather Podcast. Brad, that's the perfect lead-in into taking a taking a shot at predicting snow amounts. What do you have? Well, we we're we're thinking a coating to two inches, Dan. Here's how I see this storm playing out. The rain is starting to break out now. We're we're um, on the the phone here at uh, ten forty-five, and uh, we're we're starting to see some little sprinkles starting to break out. And as we go through the afternoon. Uh, Thursday, January 19th, the rain will become uh, steadier, heavier. Uh, it's going to rain overnight. Now, as we head toward daybreak on Friday, January 20th, we could start to see some places changing to ice pellets and changing to snow. And um, I'm thinking western Hartford County, uh, places like you know, Heartland and West Granby and North Granby and then on over into northern Litchfield County, uh, Colebrook, for example, Norfolk, 
Uh, and then, you know, even going east through the state uh, over toward Summers and Union and so forth, these towns right along the Massachusetts border, the school superintendents may have a difficult call tomorrow morning that they may have to delay or whatever because the roads could be starting to slick up almost simultaneously with the morning commute. Um, so I don't want to alarm um, people that live downstate in Connecticut. I think for 90% of the state's population, there will be no weather issues tomorrow. Uh, but I know my youngest son drives north to the Mass Pike and then heads east on the Mass Pike. Uh, I do think he will be battling snow tomorrow as he's, he's uh, driving off to work. So uh, we've got that situation tomorrow morning. I'm thinking a coating to two inches uh, again up toward the Massachusetts border. Best chance of a coating would be in the uh, Connecticut River Valley, uh, places like Windsor, for example, in South Windsor and uh, on up into East Windsor and up to Enfield, for example. But best chance for two inches would be uh, places near the mass border with some elevation, Norfolk, Colebrook, and then on over uh, in the east, uh, you know, more toward Tolland and then north up toward Ashford and Union and so forth. Uh, as far as the point forecasts go, Dan, chance of getting an inch tomorrow, 78% chance in Union, Connecticut. Uh, so that's uh, pretty decent where Interstate 84 intersects with the Massachusetts border. 38% uh, chance, so a decent shot at getting an inch of snow at Bradley. It's a 28% chance, uh, as depicted by the National Weather Service in Canaan, and a 20% chance in Torrington, Dan, uh, not because it won't be cold enough, but I don't think the precipitation will be heavy enough. And the only town that has the chance of getting two inches of snow tomorrow of the ones that the National Weather Service mentions, Union, uh, with a 28% chance of getting two inches of snow tomorrow. Okay, it'll be interesting to watch. Now, January has been an interesting month because we have not gotten the snow we normally get in January. And here we are on the 19th, so 19 days into the 31-day month. What are what are some of the figures you have? How does it look so and, far? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I, I mean, it, it has been a warm, warm January. We're averaging nine degrees uh, above normal per day. And when you think about that, Dan, you, you know, nine, you say, well, it's single digits. It's not. Well, th this means like, say, on a daily basis, the average high temperature should be 34. So if, if, if we were going to have an exactly normal month, say January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, you, you average it all out through the 19th, it should come out to 34. But when you average it all out for the first 19 days of the month, it comes out 43. <laughs> it comes out a full nine degrees warmer on average every single day. And it's the same thing on the low temperature, Dan, and that's the reason that there's really no ice um, you, 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 every on a normal winter night, it should get down to a low of 16 or 17, something like that. Well, this January, it's only getting down to a low of like 25 or 26 on a nightly basis. So it's, it's, it's significantly above where it should be. And you nailed it with the snow, Dan. We've had 
uh, little smidges here and there at Bradley, and you total it up for the month, we've had 1.3 inches at Bradley uh, for January 2023. And for the first 19 days of January, it should be over 8 inches. So, you know, you can make that all up in one storm, obviously. I mean, it's not like this is an incredible deficit that we'll never get back. But um, it is. It, it just shows how how warm the uh, first three weeks of January have been. So, what does February look like? Look into your crystal ball. Well, I, I look into my crystal ball, but I also look at the uh, European and the um, and the uh, Canadian models when we go out that far, Dan. And uh, as I told you, through the through the next uh, seven days. Uh, we're looking at the three storm threats uh, t- tonight into Friday with the uh, the rain tonight, maybe an inch of rain turning to the coating to two inches of snow. And then uh, the Sunday night storm threat being totally dictated by the actual track. And then the Wednesday night uh, storm system being dictated by the actual track, meaning like who gets how much snow, who gets how much rain, who gets how much ice pellets. That type of thing. Well, January looks to be, I mean, you you know, I look over the next week and I see temperatures mainly in the 30s during the day to near 40. But that is obviously not cold for the time of year. But at least if you like snow, we're trending in the right direction because at least it's not cold after the, uh, the European uh, drops off. The last three days of the month, uh, Sunday the 29th, Monday the 30th, and Tuesday the 31st, has it pretty darn cold, um, at least by comparison to what we've had this month. On Sunday, 14, on Monday, 16, on Tuesday, 10 for the morning low temperature readings. And then as we head into the first week of February, the Canadian um, brings in a potential snow event on uh Wednesday, Wednesday, February 1st, uh, and this is the second consecutive week I've told you about that that potential. So uh, it, it's been holding over the seven days, and of course you get the um, windshield wiper effect is what we call it, uh, where uh, every computer model run, uh, say a television or a radio meteorologist might say, the storm's going to hit, the storm's going to miss, the storm's going to hit, the storm's going to miss, and back and forth. So that, hence the windshield wiper effect. But over the last week, uh, the preponderance of evidence picked by the Canadian would have only 25 on that, that day warm of snow. So we'll, we'll be watching that th- uh, Thursday, the, um, the 2nd of uh, February, cold, morning low temperature reading of 9 um friday there looks like there'll be a major storm coming of either rain or snow again this is one that looks to come right at us um depending on the fine tuning of the track if it's a little more to the east a little more in the way of snow if it's a little more to the west a little more in the way of rain in any event following that system it is will be some winter cold this winter, believe it or not. And then uh, you round out that first week of February, Tuesday the 7th, it looks like another storm approaching. Again, temperatures near critical mass, uh, like right around 32, 33, 34 degrees. So 
Um, if it's 32, it's likely a lot of snow. If it's 34, it's likely a cold rain and all the snow lovers are mad. So um, there you have it. Okay. And on that note, as we put this together again on Thursday, January the 19th, and we put a wrap on the podcast, what does the forecast look like? Dan, this afternoon, it will rain temperature between 36 and 42. Overnight tonight, the rain will turn to snow and ice pellets in northern Connecticut toward daybreak. Temperatures ranging from 30 near the Massachusetts border to about 35 along the I-95 corridor. For Friday, periods of snow. It's going to look wintry, um, and it looks like a coating to two inches in far northern Connecticut. Let's say... uh, you know, basically use uh, I-84 and points north along and points north of I-84 as sort of demarcation. Coatings in the lower elevations, two inches in the higher elevations. On Saturday, clouds and a bit of sun, temperature readings in the 30s. Sunday, uh, I'm not going to fight City Hall on this one. I'm going to go for late day rain because every storm has been rain. So maybe if this storm is snow, I won't be disappointed. So we'll call for late day rain, rain at night, mixing with snow. Uh, Monday, the precipitation ending, clearing, windy, 36 to 42. Uh, Tuesday of next week, uh, sunny with temperatures in the 30s. That would be Tuesday, January 24th. And on Wednesday, January 25th, Another chance of rain, snow, and ice pellets developing, again, depending on the exact track of the third incoming storm in one week. All right, my friend, and we always invite people to go to bradfieldweather.com where the forecast is updated. And if the situation warrants, we will do an extra podcast episode or two if the weather situation calls for it. But, uh, Brad, on that note, to you and Sandy and our podcast audience, have a great weekend. To you and Susan Dan and the audience, too. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brad. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by McAllen Construction. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nails.